Hey, this is Brad Zinnica, Sox Poodles first baseman, and you're listening to Tom Talks Baseball. And welcome back another edition of the Tom Talks Baseball podcast, KGNCnewsnow.com and 1009theeagle.com. I'm Tom Young. I'm David Lovejoy. And uh, we are ready to talk some more baseball this week as uh, another week down both in the majors and the minors. But uh, one thing I want to mention first uh, before we get going with that, mm-hmm. uh, we and, and if you guys have been following us on the social medias for a while, the Facebook Twitter at Tom Talks BBP and all that. I've been sharing the show a few different ways. Right. And the reason for that is we were forced, I guess, to try this new way of sharing our audio content, but it wasn't quite ready. And so I said, you know what? I hate this. I don't want to use it yet. I don't think it's very listener friendly especially for you people that want to listen on the mobile devices. Uh, so I started going back to SoundCloud. Old school. Because the SoundCloud works. Everything's nice and convenient there. It's easy to share and all that stuff. So that's what I was doing. And uh, they've made some upgrades to this other thing. and <laughs> This other thing. And this other thing uh, <laughs> should be a little more user-friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very user-friendly now if you go to... The websites. So, KGNCnewsnow.com, which is the uh, website for our AM station, KGNC AM. There is a on-demand section at the top of the page. Look for Tom Talks Baseball On Demand. Find it, and then you'll see the shows, the newest one, in big, a big old rectangular box in the middle of the page will be the newest episode. On the Eagle, 1009theeagle.com, there is a podcast tab. Same thing. Tom Talks Baseball On Demand. Click on that, and you'll see the exact same thing. It's a lot more user-friendly, especially with people with phones, because I noticed the old way with this this thing. Yeah. If your phone went dark, as they tend to do when you don't do anything for right, a while. Right, if you don't touch the, it. The yeah. audio stopped. Yeah, so, cut it out. So you'd, and, and we're still going to do SoundCloud. So if, if you got used to SoundCloud, continue to do SoundCloud. I, I still like the way things populate there. So we're just going to have in a couple of different places, and, and who knows, maybe more down the road. Uh, but a couple, a few different ways you can find us if you want to check us out going forward. How's your week going, David? Man, it's been one of those weeks. It's just, you know, uh, we've got a, an election coming around here. Yeah, so, we do, yeah. Uh, I've been quite busy working on stuff for that and trying to catch some baseball, get some sleep somewhere in between there, and uh, <laughs> just kind of living life, enjoying the weather and... Uh, that's about it, man. I I'm, I can't wait for the uh, poodles to get back in town so I can go out and spend a relaxing day out at the ballpark. You had a great weekend yeah. over the weekend. You attended, what, two games? I attended two games. Yeah. Uh, my wife's sister was in mm-hmm. town, uh, so we went to Hodgetown a couple uh-huh. of different times. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Leslie Massey Farmers Insurance. Uh, she invited us out. Uh, on a Friday night right. last week, we were in the uh, the left field patio section, yeah, which yeah. was awesome. By yeah, the way, yeah. you, you got the you got the spread out a little bit, sit comfortably. Uh, no balls came our way. You didn't get any uh, rockets, huh? Yeah, and then a couple friends of ours, you know, Amy Hart, Amy, and, and happy uh, birthday to Brandon, yeah, Brandon Presley. Happy birthday, birthday to you, sir. They had a big old birthday party on Saturday. And I heard he took on the challenge of the burger, and he won. My God, he took three pound. Now he didn't finish it, but the other guy wasn't even close to finishing it either. I mean, three pound burger is yeah. insane. It, I heard it took about an inning, inning and a half to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that they started. It's like, I oh, will check back in later, and then they're just like, yeah, they're both done at this point. And, and Brandon ended up winning, got a nice little prize pack, oh, cool, and we, all, and we cool. all had a blast out there on Good Saturday. Deal. Happy birthday, Brandon, and my condolences go to your colon at this yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> a three yeah, yeah. pound burger, yeah, three pound. Well, yeah. They had everything's bigger in Texas now. Yeah. And, I, and one of the funniest things was on the scoreboard, we were playing uh, Corpus Christi that right, night, which, right. of course, is another Texas uh, team. Mm-hmm. But instead of saying Corpus Christi versus Amarillo, it said fake Texas. Texas versus real Texas, <laughs> and, it, and it was like that the whole night. Cool, and, cool, uh, good and so deal. It, it was a it was a lot of fun out there. The side poodles won that game, uh, lost on Friday night, mm-hmm. and and let's start there with the side poodles. Yeah. Uh, won yesterday four to two. They're taking on uh, the Springfield Cardinals yeah. right now, and that was a team that was scraping the bo- bottom of the barrel really 
of the league, and uh, seems like they're turning around a, a bit. Yeah, and uh, a good example of what we could see here down the road in Amarillo, the Cardinals had a major league player on mm-hmm. that team yesterday mm-hmm. rehabbing, Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, he, he's he's not the biggest name on the right, Cardinals right. by all means, but he's down there because he's recovering from an injury, and he got some at-bats against the Sod Poodles. And the one thing Amarillo's had an issue with early on this season, and you've talked about it before, is uh, the pitching, yeah, especially the starting pitching, yeah. where we've been digging holes and mm-hmm. lots of walks. But uh, Lake Bacher yesterday, six innings of two-run ball, very good start for them. And I think this is a promising sign for the Sod Poodles. Hudson Potts had a... Home Monster. run in the ninth inning to break the 2-2 tie, a two-run yeah. shot, and that's his second straight game with the home run. This is a guy who is a power guy, potentially yeah. grooming into a power hitter, yeah. and now he's got a couple straight games with the home run. Maybe that's what he needs to get going a little bit. That's a good deal. Uh, you know, like I said, he is a uh, one of the big high prospects for the Padres there. A little rocky start to the season, but I think we all have to take a step back uh, these young men came to town, all the hoopla, all the excitement, all the pressure on them, and you'll start seeing them settle down. They're playing good ball and, and consistent baseball, but it, it's just great to see that level of talent out there. It's just, uh, you 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 got to go. I'm going to tell you that. If you haven't been, uh, you're missing something. It is really a nice, fun experience. And you won't believe the talent. You see, the talent, it'll just blow you away. Yeah, the game uh, Saturday, we were out there. Munoz threw 102. Wow. He hit 102 on the radar My gun. Goodness gracious. So, yeah, talent is, I mean, both sides, both teams. Yeah. And, and if you're a Ranger or an Astro fan, which I know we got a ton of those yeah. around here, mm-hmm. you're seeing your team's prospects yeah. come to town when either Midland or Corpus Christi mm-hmm. are here. So, yep. you got not only our team that we're rooting for, but you can see what your favorite major league team has coming up down the road. They're 9 and 11 this season. They haven't really gone on a on a, a streak tear, really yeah. either way. It's right, been it's right. been kind of like maybe one or two wins, one or what two you, losses. Yeah. Uh they got one more game against Springfield, a team that's mm-hmm. been struggling so far this season, but then they got a four-game set against the Arkansas Travelers who on the other hand Are have been tearing it up uh, 13 and 6. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and right now the Sod Poodles uh three games out of first. Right. Uh very tight uh, yeah. Division there in South the, League and the Texas Division. So next home game, by the way, is Wednesday, May first. Uh, which, uh, if you haven't been out there yet, uh, the cool thing about uh, our jobs, uh, <laughs> outside of all the stress, I have stress pains. By oh. the way, now I didn't think I'd ever have that. Oh, uh, we have media nights out there, yeah. and one hundred point nine, the Eagle. That media night is Wednesday, and KGNC is Sunday. So when they're back home on May 1st, that is a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be out there hanging out. And uh, who knows? Maybe that'll be my time to, to try to chuck one to yeah, home plate I think you got to. on a first I, pitch. I think you have to. I think you got to step on the rubber and kind of kind of let it go, man. I think it, it, you're going to have to do it. So uh, looking forward to that. Looking yeah. forward to that uh, Tom throwing the uh, – the uh, split finger out there on the mound, split finger. So. You know, you know, you didn't throw the knuckleball. No, maybe, no, maybe I'll no, throw the knuckleball. No, no. I, I, you know, I got waved off and I went with the two seamer instead. Yeah, but <laughs> may, maybe I'll go Henry Rodengardner and go the underhand. You know, go with the, the, the flip. You know, <laughs> just, just just float it. Yeah, just you know, float just it float up it. there. Uh, cool. Brian Murphy, thanks for watching today. I know uh, he said he can't hang on very long, but he says minor hey, league good base- to see you, Brian. minor league baseball games. Those are true gems. Yeah, great fun. He also wants to say something about the NL Central, which we will definitely yes, talk about. Uh, Brian is a Cardinal fan. And you know what? Let's go ahead and start there. Let's, Let's start it. with the Cardinals because they are rolling right now. And yeah. man, did they make a statement. Uh, sweeping. Not just uh, winning a game here, winning a game there. They swept the Brewers. Yes. Uh, got They're now 15-9, two games up in a competitive NL Central. And they're getting it done with the bats. Uh, yes. And the one guy that sticks out to me is Marcel Ozuna. And, you know, he had that great year with the Marlins to finish uh, his time there. You know, mm-hmm. that year with John Carlos Stanton when he hit close to right, 60. Right, right. And the Cardinals picked him up last year. And while he ended up having a decent year when all was said and done, he didn't quite have the power that he showcased down in Miami. Right. This year, he does have that power. He's got nine home runs and 81 at-bats. He's driven in 21 to lead the team. He's hitting 272 on base, 366. Paul Goldschmidt also has nine home runs. 
Paul DeYoung has scored 22 runs already. He's on pace to have a ridiculous run score total. And uh, the Cardinals right now are rolling. And they went against the Brewers, and we talked last week about how Christian Yelich has just flat-out owned them this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a non-factor in this recent series against the Cardinals. First time he's been, I guess you could say, shut down or handled this season. I mean, the guy's been on a tear. Uh, You look at his stats, especially uh, uh, hitting. I mean, he was leading the league there for a minute in uh, home runs. Uh, he led with 31 RBIs, and St. Louis just kind of shut the guy down. So, yeah, cr- very Christian, impressive. And he's, of course, his numbers are. I mean, he could probably go over his next 20, and, and he's still, and still looking something. like incredible yeah, numbers. But uh, the Cardinals uh, making a statement early on, yes. and we talked about them. Uh, how I think as a whole, they might be the most well-rounded Complete. team yeah. in the division. I like their starting pitching. Jack Flaherty has kind of struggled a bit out of the gate, but when you have the ability to strike out the way he does, uh, I think you can go on a roll. Adam Wainwright is looking better. Looking a whole and, lot better. Uh, if they can get Adam Wainwright just close to what he He's, has yeah. been, mm-hmm. I mean, that makes that rotation yeah. scary. Andrew Miller still kind of uh, not quite what he was when he had those dominant years with Cleveland. Right. So they hope he can get going. And then you got, of course, uh, Jordan Hicks in the bullpen throwing 104, which uh, just, you know, if we thought Chapman was the hard thrower, yeah. Jordan Hicks is putting Chapman to shame a little bit with how hard he's throwing the ball. I tell you what, what's, what's probably the the glue that holds that team together is behind the plate with Molina. Uh, still a leader. Uh, he's got a little wear and tear on him for a catcher. He's been around for a while. But he is unmistakably the leader in that clubhouse, and and that's what you need. I mean, I think that's what the Cardinals were. Uh, they didn't have good leadership at the start of the season last year. That's why they did a very uncardinal move and fired the manager halfway through the year. Uh, now they're back to playing what were they who they're who we thought they are. <laughs> crown them. No, we're not crowning. It's too early. We're to not crown crowning anybody. anybody. But you know what? What's great about Molina is you know. A, a of course, to a degree, his skills are a bit diminished now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's and that's just because he's older. It's, it's, it's not because it's a tough life. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's especially with as much as he catches. Yeah. It's amazing he's yeah. done it that long. Yeah. Uh, and one thing, and the one thing about Molina that a lot of people laugh at, and we can because of how good he is at everything else, is the fact that he can't run. No, he's no. one of the slowest no. runners in the no. game, no. and because of that, it's led to a lot of incredible ground outs yes. when you think uh, these plays aren't going to happen. Yeah, Molina stole a base last night. Yeah. See that's that's when and, luck is on your and, side, right and he there. well he and the reason he can do that is because he is so incredibly smart. Yeah, he uh, he picked up on the fact that the pitcher was not paying much of atten- attention to him. He stole third, which is tougher to steal in the second base. Yeah, he, he yeah. got about two steps on the pitcher before he even threw the ball. And uh, the throw was a bit high. That yeah. helped, too. Yeah. But the, mm-hmm. but Molina is so intelligent yeah, yeah. that even if he has those diminished skills, even if he can't hit anymore, which he's hitting okay right now, he's got such a great knowledge of the game. He's so good yeah. behind the plate yeah. that he can keep going for however long he wants to keep going until his, his health gives up or whatever because teams are going to want him uh, on their team. And we talked about Pittsburgh. They've kind of fallen a little bit, but the Cardinals with that big sweep of the Brewers have taken over. But one other team in the Central has caught fire a little bit yes, they after have. a really bad start, mm-hmm. and that is the Chicago, Chicago Cubs. Cubs. And man. the Cubs are a couple games above five hundred mm-hmm. right now, 12-10. and 10. You know, they, they took care of the Marlins, and so you had those, some of those fans saying, well, it's the Marlins, you know, whatever. Well, they went on to take on the Dodgers yes. last couple nights, and uh, impressive. You know, Quintana has been outstanding. That's that's the biggest surprise for me. The, he is turning into the arm that they thought he was going to be, and just really impressive starts. Uh, another big thing for the Cubs is timely hitting. Me and uh, Tom and I discuss this all the time. It drives us crazy. Uh, our our own Todd Poodles had have, have this issue a little bit when you get. Two runners on, second, third, first, second, one out, and you don't push across a run, that's just a blown opportunity. You're going to lose ball games like that. And the Cubs, for the last three seasons, have had this problem of you've got runners in scoring position, you've got the opportunity, 
and you give up three outs with no runs. And and you just can't do that in Major League Baseball. You're not going to win very many games. But now they, they're they hitting in key moments. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's great to see. It's, it's fun to see the Cubs playing well. Well, last night it was the Dodgers that did that. Yeah, uh, Cole Hamels actually had uh, issues with his control. I mm-hmm. think he, I think he ended up walking wow. six. And so the Dodgers had a couple different instances where they could have, you know, put some crooked numbers on the scoreboard early. Didn't get it done. Although they ended up going up three nothing. Cody Bellinger hit a home run last night off yeah. of Hamels. That looked like a pop up. Like it didn't even look like it was a home. But he, he swung so hard. And hit it so high, you know, too high. What do you mean too high? But he hit it, and it carried out. And I was just amazed that it was a home run because it looked nothing like a home run swing. It was, it looked like a pop-up to the shortstop, and it carried out. That's the kind of incredible power that he is showcasing yeah, right yeah. now. But Bias came up in that same situation you were just talking about with uh, runners on base. There were two outs. And he had two strikes, and it's like, here we go again. Cubs are not going to capitalize. But Beeler threw him a hanging breaking ball, and he was able to smack it to left to tie the game up. He showed a little emotion. Don't blame him there because of the moment that that took place in. And then uh, the bullpen came in. A couple more guys got on base. Then Jay Hay went deep opposite field, and he's been off to a really good start so far this season and looking a little bit like the guy that they were – Cubs were maybe hoping they were going to get back when they gave him that big contract yeah. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So the NL Central very competitive right now. Uh, the Red, well, the thing that surprises me, and you still, and you mentioned this uh, before the season, and it's just really impressive how the Pirates have been hanging in there, playing decent baseball. Uh, last Friday night, they lose their left fielder and their shortstop in the, in that game. They had a heck of a collision. Shortstop breaks his collarbone. And uh, they brought up a guy from Triple uh, A, and Saturday comes to the plate, first at bat in the major leagues, pops it out, pops it out. So a mix of young players, some decent pitching, and the Pirates are just—it's just amazing. They're just still there. They're there, right there in the uh, Central. So Brewers, could you—you you could have pushed anybody over with a feather on this one. Brewers are uh, in second to last. In yeah. that division. We said it was going to be tough. It's going to, it's going to be a tough division. Didn't know yeah. it was going to be that tough. Yeah, yeah. Fourth, fourth place maybe <laughs> yeah. still will have a good record. Uh, yeah. Brian Murphy saying the Cubs got to hit like that because of the bullpen issues. They do. Mm-hmm. And the Cubs have been going to guys that you've never heard of in right. the bullpen because right. the main guys have struggled. Although Pedro Strope last night had an interesting night. Uh, had his car stolen. At the ballpark, and then while working on, I guess, filing a police report, it's like, I got to go, I'm at the pitch tonight, left, went and got the save while <laughs> trying to deal with this stolen car. Stolen car. Uh, just an interesting story there. That is a long day. And uh, Brian Murphy thinking that maybe they, they you know, were thinking too hard about leaving Bueller. In right. the game there mm-hmm. against yeah. Javi, but he had an 0-2 count, and the pitch that Javi hit out, well, he badly missed his yeah, location. Yeah, and, yeah. and we know how Javi is; you get two strikes on him. Even though he's really good at you know hitting bad pitches, he's going to swing at bad pitches. Yeah, but he is. that, that curveball was over the middle of the plate, and it Fat. hung big time. The, the, you know, the ball wanted to be down; it wasn't down. It was above the belt, and he was able to get a good swing on it. And uh, we're going to talk about this later on in the podcast today. Uh, like you said, it was no two count. Uh, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, a, a guy would have tried to locate a, a decent fastball in that case. Uh, not in today's MLB. Uh, we, we've got some interesting stuff we'll talk about later when it comes to how the batters approach the plate, how pitchers are throwing now and how they throw. And it's just a different ball game. You just have to look at it a little bit differently now. Yeah, and and you guys had a lot of great comments mm-hmm. on that stuff as well, and we're going to read some of those. Yeah. And uh, and if you're able to check us out today and, and haven't chimed in yet, would love to hear for you on uh on how this is becoming such a true outcome yeah. game of baseball. Uh, Brian also saying the Cardinals have a couple weak spots in their rotation yeah. with Hudson and an injury prone Waka, and I, and I think yeah. that's the thing. You know the the four like all the teams in this Central Division are really good in a number of different areas, yeah. but they all have some sort of Something weakness. missing. Brewers' weakness, starting rotation. Yes, yes. So much so that they brought back an old buddy of theirs. Yeah. Uh, Gio, got cut by the Yankees Yeah, got cut by the Yankees. Week. He signed a deal with them. If he were able to make the team, he was going to stay. And, and it's kind of amazing that he didn't make the team because of all the injuries the Yankees exactly. have. But, but they chose not to go with him, so he was let go. And he's back with the Brewers on a... 
incredibly friendly deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, one year, $2 million major league contract with a $2 million in incentives. So this is a guy who was top 10 Cy Young yeah. just a, a few years ago. Just a few years ago, now, yeah. Now playing for, at the very least, $2 million, at the very most, $4 million. And the Brewers, outside of Davies in that rotation, have not had a lot of success. Not a lot of success, man. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, you've got Yelich who's leading the league in home runs and RBIs. Uh, even Braun is making some great plate appearances. They can score the ball. Uh, it's just getting anybody else out, especially in the first five innings. So that's going to be an interesting thing all year long. And you just happen to bring up, uh, you know, the Yankees just then. And, and you said, like, say, despite all their injuries, they let a pitcher get out of town. Uh, think about this. I think right now, or, or in total, there have been 13 Yankees on the I.L., that is basically, if you took their IL, it would be one of the top teams in the league right there playing day to day. It's 14 now. 14 now. Okay. I, can't, I, can't, I think Judge went on. I think yeah, he, Judge beca- went he on. became the 14th. 14th. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it, you've got an all star team right there. Uh, and it's amazing how they, they started to patch it together. If Boston wants to change his fate, man, now would be the time to turn it on because uh, you've got a great shot. But surprisingly, the Rays are hanging tough. I think uh, I was doing some number crunching. I don't think I'm fully accurate on this, but mm-hmm. it's still an impressive number to throw out there. The Yankees got $80 million on the IL. $80 million. Aaron Judge isn't getting a million, no. though. So you see, you got some cheap guys on there. Yeah. But they still got $80 million on $80 the million. IL. And amazingly, they've won six in a row. And amazingly, they have a plus 31 Run differential. Run differential, yeah. Uh, they lost the first game of a four-game mm-hmm. set against Kansas City. That's when you or I were hanging out at Aspen Creek yeah, uh, yeah, last sure week. Was. A last good week, time yeah. by the mm-hmm. uh, Raspberry Mules. I hear they're very yeah, good. I hear they're good, yeah. After that opening series loss. Bo- Beyond Burger. That was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ve- vegan burgers are better than you think. Yeah, they are. Um, then they won the next three against Kansas yeah. City. They went on to sweep the Angels mm-hmm. in L.A., uh, that's another team that's, you know, they're they're looking bad right now despite how great Mike Trout is. Yeah. But the Yankees, despite all their injuries, despite this makeshift deal they're, they're trying to put together, they're, they're winning ball games. Winning They've time. caught up to Tampa Bay. The Red Sox are still kind of just, you know, find pl- playing some 500 ball. And yeah. so they haven't really, they haven't fallen that much <laughs> more behind, but they haven't really picked up any ground either. Mm-hmm. But you got the Yankees, all this money, all this talent on the injury list right now, mm-hmm. finding ways to get it done on the West Coast. Yeah. The th- and the thing about that injury list for the Yankees, uh, these aren't guys that are going to be back in 10 days, some of them. Some of them you're not looking at until June, not making it back to the lineup. So if the Yankees get healthy and hot, Man, that that AL East is going to be crazy, but everybody in Toronto ought to be just ecstatic right now. They should be ready to jump over the moon because finally, finally, the Destroyer Junior is there. And that's yeah. going to be exciting the next couple of weeks yeah. to see this kid play. And real quick, uh, Luke Voigt, a guy that Brian mm-hmm. just mentioned here, uh, leading the team in home runs, leading the team in RBI. He's been kind of helping out a little bit with Stanton and Judge. Yeah. Know? Clint Frazier, he was number 14. He just he went, I think. Okay, yeah, the, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, great. You know, you got DJ wow. LeMayhew, who's been helping out. Gary Sanchez was out. He's back. Torres hasn't quite been as hot High, as yeah, he was yeah. last year. Uh, but they've been getting it done, and you're right. Let's talk about the kid real quick. Uh, we've been waiting for this moment, or at least I have been waiting for this moment. I've uh, been wanting to see this guy play uh, for a long time. Suffered an oblique injury in spring training, so we knew he was probably going to be delayed a little bit. Uh, he came back, played some high A ball, moved up to AAA, was hitting balls out of stadiums like it was nothing. And now, tomorrow, we're going to see him in the major leagues. Big time. And uh, like I was looking at MLB.com this morning, like, you know, there were six or seven different stories about Vlad Guerrero <laughs> Jr. So so what what do you think? He's here now or he's going to be here starting tomorrow. Yeah. He's going to be their third baseman going forward. Mm-hmm. You know what are you expecting to see out of Vlad? You know uh of course coming up there's going to be a lot of buzz, a lot of pressure on him. Um uh, I'm just excited to see the kid play. I mean, uh last year he had some just amazing 
bombs out of the ballpark. Uh, this year, even with an injury in rehab, he was just crushing the baseball. Uh, not too bad with the glove, either. He's not a liability out there at third base. So, uh, let's see. I mean, uh, right, now, right now, Toronto is about five games off the lead, 11-14, and 7-6 uh, and six at home, 6-4 and four, uh, in the last couple of uh, 10 games. Uh, is this a spark? Is this something that could spark them and, and they go on a run? It's going to be interesting to see. What's even going to be more interesting to see is how pitchers attack him. What? Are, how are they going to address this kid? Because you make a mistake, uh, you're going to have to look for a new ball. Yeah. He's going to crush <laughs> it. He's going to knock it out of the planet. So yeah, this is going to be a fun weekend. I guarantee you that will be the ML, MLB game of the week on uh, uh, Baseball Network tomorrow. I guarantee you it will be. Uh, Brian, you got to go. Uh, awesome, Thanks, man. Brian. Thanks for checking in. Appreciate Always, it, always love hearing from you. Very knowledgeable baseball weekend. fan. Yeah, big very, baseball very fan. big uh, Cardinal fan. Yeah. So good luck to your Cardinals. Uh, yeah. Redbirds uh, playing well, this, Brian. Yep, next week, and then we'll chat again and see how things are yes, going sir. in this in this uh, NL Central. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the thing about Vlad Guerrero Jr. that's exciting is uh, is he plays like his dad, meaning that you're not going to see a lot of strikeouts. You're right. You're not going to see a lot of walks. Mm-hmm. He's he's the kind of guy that kind of goes against the grain of what right. we're seeing today. And like I said, we're going to get to that. We're, yeah. We'll get there yeah. eventually. Uh, but so he's going to put the ball in play. Going to put it in play. And, and even if you throw bad pitches, you know, out out of the zone, he's going to find a way to put a bat on him. him. He's going to get on base with mm-hmm. him. And uh, so, how do you pitch to a guy like that? Yeah. We'll we'll have to see going forward. But pretty much every level he's played at, he has had no problem handling the pitchers. Mm-hmm. And uh, because you're looking at the American League and the rookies uh, right now. Eloy Jimenez has been kind of quiet. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of dropped off the bat. He had a, After uh, a fast start. I think he had a two-home run game yeah. in uh, Yankee Stadium. But other than that, it's been kind of slow for him. Brandon Lau is mm-hmm. possibly rookie of the year if the season ended today. He's down in Tampa Bay. He actually signed an extension yeah. uh, with the Rays before the season started. And, and he played about as much baseball as you could play last year. While still keeping your rookie eligibility, right, you have like 140 right. plate appearances. I yeah. think it's like 150 something. Is what it cuts. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's so he's still got. a rookie. He's he's had a really good year yeah. uh, down there. But when you look at the American League, no one else is really stepping up. So Vlad, I think, could easily come in could push that. and uh, yeah. just with a, a few good weeks, just all of a sudden be the front runner for rookie of the year. But it had me thinking. We're all going to be excited about Vlad. Mm-hmm. He and Eloy Jimenez got all the conversation yeah, that's all, uh, yeah. this offseason. Mm-hmm. What about some other rookies so far this season that we need to keep an eye on? And there is one that I pointed out before the season started, and he's doing great things right now with the Mets, and that's Pete Alonzo. Oh, yeah. And the yeah. reason you maybe didn't hear about him as much early on is because from the uh, prospect list standpoint, MLB pipeline, he's like 51, I believe. So, of course, when you got Jimenez and Tatis Jr. and yeah. Vlad Guerrero yeah. Jr., 1, 2, and 3, those are the big guys. Nick Senzel, who we're going to see Senzel's very soon good. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Pete Alonzo had a great spring, and he's carried it over uh, to first base for the Mets, hitting some impressive home runs, great exit velocity. And uh, he's one of the reasons why the offense is clicking funny enough for the Mets, though the pitching has let them down. So they finally get one thing going for them, and then the other thing slacks off. Of course, Tatis Jr. for the Padres, who we were thinking way back in like November, there was that slight chance he could maybe be here. To yeah. start the year. Well, mm-hmm. not only was he not here, he wasn't even in Triple A. He no, made he made no. the team. And uh he's he's batting leadoff form yes. a, a lot of games. And playing well. He's playing, playing very well. well. Uh two ninety nine, yeah. uh three sixty one mm-hmm. on base, got six home runs, thirteen RBI. Uh, the Padres, a little bit of a roll. I think they've won a, a few in a row here after a little bit of a slide, but that's a team that could surprise because mm-hmm. of another rookie they got Say on it. the on the mound. Yeah. Chris Paddock, uh, at this point, is not just a Rookie of the Year candidate. I would say that he is the winner of it in the National League, and he's on the All-Star team at this point. A great outing for him last night. One and one this season. He picked up his first win. Right. He should have more when you have a 1.67 ERA. That's beautiful. Five starts, 30 strikeouts, and 27 innings. This was the, uh, the Milby Pitcher of the Year last year in minor league baseball got it done in Lake Elsinore and San Antonio. 
And uh, also, like Tati, slight chance we thought we might see him here. Yeah. Nope. Skip you know, double A. Skip it. Skip triple A. Well, well, a half a season in well, double yeah, A. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. but he's at the major league level he's, right he's now. He's going to be there for a while. And, and I think I think he's uh, he's there to stay. Yeah. Uh, Christian Walker is one that mm-hmm. isn't getting a lot of attention because uh, he's on the Diamondbacks. Right. Right. But he is playing a lot right now because of who he replaced. Paul Goldschmidt. Right. He's playing yeah. first base. But Christian Walker's hitting 333. Oh, and man. Uh, when the Diamondbacks played the Cubs uh, earlier this yeah. week, mm-hmm. he kicked their butt. He did. I mean, that, that, did, that dude just got hits all over the place. Yeah. He's got seven home runs this year. Alex Verdergo had a three-run shot to make that game against the Cubs interesting last night. Uh, for the Dodgers, he's hitting 352. Mm-hmm. Uh, four home runs and 54 bats. Only seven strikeouts. That's so, So the kid's putting the ball in play. That's key. And uh, one other guy I want to mention real quick, maybe part of the reason why the Orioles already have 10 wins this season, (laughs) John Means, who I'm guessing a lot of people don't know who that is. I barely know who that is, but a 26-year-old pitcher, he's pitched in seven games this season. He started three of them, but he's 3-2 and with a 1.74 ERA. Uh, 23 strikeouts and 20 innings, you know, a a promising pitcher there for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. So there's a lot of great rookies out there, but Vlad Guerrero's getting ready to come in, and he's going to steal a lot of the spotlight yeah, from us, from all those rookie it's, players. Especially if he gets a hold of one. You know, he, if he gets a hold of one early, uh, man, that, the, the excitement is just going to build around that kid. I want to take a few seconds and talk about some guys that are just playing good baseball, okay. uh, especially in L.A. Uh, Cody Bellinger's killing it, coming off that injury. Uh, 424 average, uh, 28 runs. Man, I mean, who who saw this coming? Well, and, and like I said, that home run he hit last night, yeah. it was a pop-up. Just, yeah. it, it, it was a pop-up that mm-hmm. went out. Yeah. And just, you know, end up being two or three rows deep. I yeah. mean, the, the, and the swing, it was such a violent, hard swing that it was like it might have a chance despite yeah. the fact that it looked nothing like a home run. Right, right. So it's exciting to see. And I didn't think the Dodgers would bounce back that strong. Uh, Kershaw's looked decent in his starts. Uh, Hill will make his debut, I believe, either tonight or tomorrow night. Uh, so maybe things are turning around for the Dodgers out there uh, on the West Coast. And, and I think right now, I think they are still uh, leading the fray out there out west by a half game over the Padres. Diamondbacks a half game out. Giants and and our pick for uh, the division winner not looking too good. Arizona, I mean, uh, Colorado Rockies, but they are heating up a little bit. Just a taste. I say when you can sit, when you factor in, I think that ten game losing streak mm-hmm. they had. Uh, what are they? They're eleven and four. Yeah, eleven and four. And mm-hmm. and, uh, and I put something up on the the Facebook and the the Twitter page earlier this week. Arenado got going. Yeah, so we, we can say all we want yeah. about Trevor Story uh-huh. and some of the other guys on that team, but Arenado is the man on that team. Yeah, and he got going. The Rockies got going. Yeah. A good win. And Charlie Blackman is starting to hit home starting runs again. Home he, runs he had, a, again. He had yeah. a big one mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and they've had some okay pitching of late. Uh, Wade Davis looking really good, closing games out for them. So it's definitely too early to count the Rockies right. out. They are starting to roll a little bit. And if they can get that offense going, that's been the that's big been problem this hole. year. Yep. The offense mm-hmm. has not been clicking. Mm-hmm. I'd be a little more worried about them if their pitching was the problem. Right. But that offense, I expect to get going. If get they, going and yeah. if they can keep pitching the way that they can uh, with this incredible group of talent that knows how to get it done in Coors Field, I think the Rockies are still a dangerous team. Eight and two over the last ten games, and that's impressive. Uh, you know, Arizona eight and two over the last ten games. So there's some teams out west that are kind of streaking. Uh, San Diego's been up and down, uh, but they're still hanging in there. Uh, the The only team you really can't put a handle on is the Giants out west. You really can't. I mean, one one inning they look good. The next inning, dog crap. So you know, uh, <laughs> you know. I, I don't know. It's Bochy's last year out there. Is Bumgarner going to stick around? Will he be someone's midseason rescue? 
A lot of I questions. I mean, he should be. Actually. Yeah, he should be. From a Dodger standpoint, you should try to get something for him. Be, yeah, but that, that's sort of like the Cowboys and Eagles. Or the Giants standpoint. Yeah. yeah uh, with the Giant, though, I'm saying like in football, you got Philadelphia and the Dallas Cowboys. You never trade within a division. You think San Francisco would give somebody, something to L.A.? To... No, I, I, I just misspoke there. Oh, okay. I meant okay. the Giants. But, yeah. you know, the, the Brewers are a team that have been consistently connected yes. to Bumgarner. Yeah. You know, they got Geo now, very team friendly. Mm-hmm. Maybe they still look for someone else. Because money. that's that's what's going to hurt them down the road. That's it. They're, they're going to be able to hit. Aguilar's been bad. I mean, yeah, Aguilar yeah, was great yeah, last he was year. Great last year. He's yeah. been awful. Yeah. So that, that's reason for concern. He Stalkus mm-hmm. is out right now. But yeah. and, and Yelich is not going to drive in 220 runs right, this year like right. he was on pace for yeah. a few days ago. Uh, Jared Copeland checking us out hey, today. Jared. Uh, Jared, what's up, Jared? Uh, a lot of fun meeting him last week. Yeah, uh, he came was, on by the station. Yeah, he was what the was winner that, Monday or Tuesday. He came by Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. He ended up uh, winning a few uh, Texas Ranger prizes uh, by uh, by giving us a, a a good live top five. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Speaking of that, just side note, I don't know if we're going to do that tomorrow. I'm trying to get something else done. Okay, so we, can, right. we can either do a live top five or maybe an interview. Cool. Trying to figure cool. stuff out. Don't know what's going on with that right now. It's it's a little bit slow moving. I'm trying to get stuff done, understandably, because you know it's with the it's with the sod poodles. Yeah. They're yeah. on the road right the now. Road. We're still yeah. trying to figure things out with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of slow moving, did you see Reese Hoskins' home run trot yeah, last yeah, night? You told me about it. And I had to check it out. That's probably the first home run trot that you could actually get up and go to the refrigerator and make it back, and he's just touching third. (laughs) After learning some of the the backstory with it, I understood it. Uh, So he was going against Jacob Rame, Mm -hmm. uh, Mets pitcher, who the night before threw one just over his head. Right. And so, of course... Batters don't like that, yeah. nor should they. And uh, a couple guys were mean in that game. Phillies being somebody, Mets being somebody. And in the ninth inning, Reese got to go against Rame again, mm-hmm. took him deep, and decided to savor the moment with a 34.23 second home run trot. A nice leisurely stroll. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I love the uh, the Phillies announcer on yeah. that. He's like, it's gone, and watch how slow he goes around the bat. <laughs> because they knew, they knew it was coming. It was and, coming. And he just, I mean, he looked like he just didn't have a care I, in the I world. I dare you to say something. Yeah. I dare you, you know. Uh, so I, I, again. I, I understood that. <laughs> like, and, and Gabe Kapler, after the game, the manager said, you know, the best way to get back at a pitcher that throws a pitch like that is to take one deep. And, and that's Yank what Hoskins it. did. Instead of yeah. doing anything else, he yeah. just like, I'll just hit a home run yeah. off of you. I'll make you chase it. And, uh, and real quick, let's talk about the Phillies. Okay. Bryce Harper got ejected yeah. Uh, yeah. earlier in the week. Yeah. Uh, and, and we've all seen Bryce Harper argue yes. and just go from zero to crap in no time and uh, didn't like some calls. Went crazy. Went crazy. Got ejected, and the Phillies are we're going through a little bit of a of a of, mm-hmm. a, of a rough patch right, right there. And so I guess that was his twelfth ejection in his career. That's that's quite a bit for a player yeah. to be ejected that mm-hmm. many times. And so that happens. Phillies ended up losing that game. But the thing that I liked was Jake Arrieta after the game. Jake Arrieta is a guy who ever since he got good kind of developed a voice right, and right. wasn't really afraid to say Speak what's out. on his mind. And he pretty much said, you know what, umpires suck. Umpires are going to make bad calls. They're going to make them both ways. We need you out there on the field. You're our guy. Yeah. You know, check yourself. Stay on the field. Yeah. And let's yeah. play some ball and try yeah. to win some ball games. And you know what, I, w- I was a fan of Arias' comments. What do you think? And you know, it's... Uh, and I don't know where Harper has his streak at. Uh, you look at him and compare him to, let's say, Trout. Trout goes out and plays the game hard. Now, he's got, they've gotten a rise out of him every once in a while, but Trout is not trying to be bulletin board material. He's just going to go out there and play hard. A guy that they've always compared him to is Harper, and Harper has a little bit more flash and a little bit more media presence. But these temper tantrums, and getting thrown out of ball games uh, over over minor stuff. I mean, he went ballistic on this one last week, and it is rare in today's MLB or any professional sports for another player to call out another athlete. So, you know, in the old days, that's how you handled your team was inside the clubhouse and the veteran players. And when you've got young kids making so much money now, that's kind of tough to do. 
Uh, and some teams think, well, because you're getting all this money, you should be a leader. It's not how it works. That's just, that just because you're getting the most money does not mean you have the respect of every player in that dugout. All you have to do is take a look at the Yankees with A-Rod and Jeter. Uh, A-Rod was, was a better athlete, maybe. Uh, maybe even a, at times a better hitter than Jeter. But Jeter was about team. A-Rod was about A-Rod, and you knew that. And so people gravitated to the leadership of Jeter, and that's what makes the difference. You can't appoint a leader. You have to become a leader. And that's what Harper needs to start doing is becoming a leader on that squad. You're in a tight division out there. The Mets are playing great baseball. You've got those young kids in Atlanta. That are just, you know, uh, Donaldson's getting hot. Uh, Acuna and uh, Albies and Freddie Freeman. Uh, the Braves are going to be there. Uh, they're probably in Armour Way. They should be in the Bomb Gardner uh, sweepstakes. Yeah. But they're just a half game out. Even the Nationals, one and a half out. That's a tight division. And they need you in every ball game in Philadelphia. You got to sell that ego, son, and, and be about team. I got to agree with it. Well, what area said, said that we need you. Show so, up. I'm going to compare. I'm going to go NBA real quick. Okay. Like when you were talking, this just hit my mind. Oklahoma City just got eliminated right. from the postseason, mm-hmm. and and Russell Westbrook, uh, arguably best player on that team. That's Probably up. For, so. That's up. It's that's up, up for I debate mean, for for some certain reasons. Paul George got a little better this yeah. year. Became more of a clutch player. I still don't think he had the. Uh, Cachet of Westbrook. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. well, the reason I'm bringing him up. So this has nothing to do with in the game, but uh, there was a uh, reporter for the Oklahoman, I mm-hmm. believe, who mm-hmm. recently wrote a piece on Westbrook that wasn't exactly all too positive. And so Westbrook, whenever he was taking questions from the media, when this guy asked a question, would just shut him down and yeah, not even yeah. say anything or just say next question right. and wouldn't answer any of his questions. Well, I bring that up because there was a press conference later where it was Westbrook and Paul George. Right. You know, so on the Phillies, Arietta was like, hey, teammate, grow up. Grow we up. need you. Yeah, you know, boy. what did Paul George do? He did exactly what Westbrook did. So he, he had Westbrook's back in a negative way yeah. instead of having his back in a positive right, way. Right. And uh and Oklahoma City's done. And and they continue to be done early because second year uh, in a row. Yeah. And, and I just I think that creates an issue if you know mm-hmm. now you got everybody being negative and and things like that. Uh and Ariette is a leader. Yeah, yeah. He you know, is. He, he is. he's he's been around the game. He's not afraid. I mean, he he's spoke out against Kapler last year right. on his defensive shifts and thought exactly. they were terrible decisions. Yeah. Yeah. He's not afraid to speak his mind because he he wants to win. He wants his team to be the best it can be. And you said something very key. He became a leader. Yeah. Nobody said you're the leader. He became the leader. He stepped up. He garnered that respect, and that's that's what you got to do, especially in baseball. Just because you 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 make the most bucks, that doesn't mean anybody's going to bow down and follow you. It's on how you carry yourself off the field and how you perform on the field that makes a leader. So, uh, come on, Harper, man, you got to do better than that. Yeah, and and if uh, you guys have any thoughts on what Arietta said, I mean, well, we all have thoughts on Harper, yeah. but but the yeah. fact that Arietta responded the way he did, let us know what you think about that. On the Facebook page, Twitter at Tom Talks BBP. One guy who is a leader, definitely on the mound, Jacob Degrom had a yeah. bit of a scare. Yeah. Uh, just real quickly on this, uh, the good news is uh, he's going to start tomorrow. Mm. It looks like he had some elbow soreness. I think he did an MRI. Oh, they were, they were worried okay. that it was going to be worse. Yeah, hold on. Turns out it's not too bad. So he's uh, he's going to start tomorrow. He has not been Cy Young Degrom like he was last right. year. Two and two. With a three six eight ERA, funny enough, he's got two wins with that ERA when he couldn't win a damn game last year yeah. with like his one point seven. Yeah, but uh, also uh, CC Sabathia with the his start last night, not his best start, but got three strikeouts. He is three away from three thousand, and uh, this could be a uh, debatable question. With the way the game is nowadays, I know you see a lot of strikeouts, but you don't see a lot of pitchers going deep. In the ball games, uh, so much mm-hmm. max effort pitching. I think Scherzer has potential to do this, yeah. but 
I think 3,000 strikeout pitchers, I'd have to do some more thinking on this, but do, do you think there's going to be less of them going forward? Do you think there's going to be more? I mean, like there's we got more strikeouts, but less innings. Right. So it's like you, we've right. got two things tugging against one another. You know, In this uh, thing, yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's something that is a new phenomenon in baseball that I didn't see growing up, which is now common in baseball, and you hear it all the time, pitch count. You didn't worry about a pitch count when Tom Seaver was on the mound, uh, Rick Rush, or whoever. It didn't matter back in the 80s or 90s. Uh, that has been been something to try to protect the arms. Uh, kids are throwing so many breaking balls nowadays. Uh, I, we talked about a stat last week that the overwhelming majority of pitchers in the major leagues have already had Tommy John. It's like a rite of passage. It's like a tribal ritual. You know how they find those folks in the islands and, oh, we're going to, you know, tattoo you a million times and make you crawl in the ant bed to be a man. <laughs> Major League Baseball, you got to have Tommy John surgery. Yeah. And now yeah. you're a man, you know. <laughs> it, it just, and that, now you start hearing things about they're experimenting with the one league out east about moving the mound back. And that, that's just going to yeah, make the, uh, pick, Atlantic yeah, League, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Uh, we looked at some interesting stats on this, and we talk about how batters now approach uh, hitting. Uh, it used to be it strikeouts were taboo. If you were a high strikeout guy, you hurt your pocketbook because people weren't going to sign you for the big bucks. That was a liability. Now it's like, yeah, whatever. Who cares, you know? Aaron Judge, uh, what was it, his rookie year? Was just, you know, and that was the thing that stood out to me. Great player, great hitter, you know, a monster of a man. Strike out too much, but the league says, who cares? Yeah, because he hit, you know, 50 some odd home runs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The things we looked at was, you know, how pitchers are even approaching the game. Uh, Looked at the stats since 2008, the number of fastballs thrown by pitchers has gone down. Now, it's not like, 100%. 100%. You were talking about points. Uh, the average used to be 63.5% of pitches were fastballs. Uh, in this time period, let's say since 2015, it's dropped to about 62.5%. Uh, pitchers aren't challenging hitters anymore. Uh, there's no such thing as a pitcher's count anymore. Uh, you don't see guys challenging hitters with fastballs anymore. They want to peck and pick and, and try to find location. And when they miss, it's usually with disastrous results because these guys are swinging with that all they have. It's a changing game. Some people don't like that. Some people do not care for the style of baseball being played now. I'll have to ask Tom. I know my opinion. I think it's just evolution of the game. The game will change. The athletes will change. And how you address the game will change. Well, I decided to. Uh, I, f- I forgot what it was. There was a game or a couple games I was watching last week when mm-hmm. I was like thinking about just how many walks there were in the game. Yeah. Uh, watching a lot of Cub games, there are a lot of walks. We, we uh, talk about it in the hallway going on right now. So I decided to go to baseballreference.com, mm-hmm. You know the, the the baseball statistical bible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I looked at the numbers last year and uh, factored them out per team per game. And I looked at the true outcomes, which if you haven't heard that term before, a true outcome is a home run, a strikeout, and a walk. Not a single or a double or a triple or a hit by pitch or or a ground or any kind of out that involves hitting the ball. But uh, those are considered the true outcomes. And, uh, you know, they've been going up. You know, we have a lot of strikeouts in the league last mm-hmm. year. You know, we had, uh, I think, the most home runs in all of baseball right. last year. We saw the Yankees break the single-season home run record. And we got a lot of walks as well uh, happening. Right. So far this season, this is the cold month of baseball. This is the time before ballparks heat up right. and before balls start flying out. Home runs are up. Ks are up. And walks are up. Compared to the entire 2018 wow. season last year, and this is April, <laughs> we've had cold weather games, and the all these numbers are up. up. And uh, the question I posed, 
What are your thoughts on this? Wow. You know, like the, the game is becoming maybe a little more predictable. The games are yeah. going to be decided by a strikeout. Right. They're going to be decided by a home run. They're not going to be decided by a steal or a hit and run play. Right, right. Or suicide bunt. Or a suicide you know? bunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, some great comments from you guys uh, on Facebook. Let me do Facebook. this real quick. Yeah, go for it. Shout out to my cousin, Scotty Reason, over. He was in town last week. We got to sit down, have a great lunch, discuss things. And who can ever forget playing Little League Baseball? in Bone Hooks Park in a game. I'm in left field. Scotty's in center. Deep ball hit. Scotty goes back. Now, Scotty was a heck of a running back. A great running back. Played college football. And Scotty just kind of was tracking that baseball and bounced off that fence. I mean, just smacked it. Thank God it was chain league. But I'll never forget that. (laughs) Great job, Scotty. Good to see you, cousin. Love you. Uh, Thanks for being here, Scotty. Uh, James Allen uh, just uh, chiming in on this topic. I don't think pro baseball players have the level of fundamentals that previous generations had. Yeah. Um, I think that's that could be a little that bit of a true. part of it, but but also even when you though th- younger players are playing more baseball. Baseball goes on all year long in these club teams. And they do, but you know, like I, I I'm a big believer in when you're growing up and you're watching the sport, that has an impression on you. Yeah. Like you want to like your favorite players. One of your favorite players. They're from when you were kids yeah. because you watch those guys, these larger than life yeah. human beings, doing these incredible things, whether football or basketball. You, you see these guys, and you want to be exactly like them when you grow up. Who did kids nowadays watch when they were, or who did like the young ball players, yeah, like the Acunas and, and the Sotos and those guys? Who did they see when they grew up? That kind of thing. And and what did you do? <laughs> you, you you went to the backyard and you tried to hit the ball as far as you over could. over the power pole. Yeah, yeah you had that yeah. big old uppercut swing. You had mm-hmm. you know you did the batting stance. You did the bat wiggle, the wiggle uh, yeah, of yeah, Barry Bonds. Yeah. You did the hop of Sosa. You, you did you, you did, did the, the big leg kick. You did, and, you, yeah, and I yeah. And, and because kids wanted to be that, mm-hmm. and now here they are. They're talented enough to play baseball, and I think that's the kind of game that they want to play. And, uh, you know, we, we do things to try to uh, combat that mm-hmm. with defensive shifts and things like that. Just some g- great comments here from this post. Uh, Michael Fox, who's a fan of the podcast. Hello, Golly, Michael. Captain. Uh, I'm amazed that batting average has taken a backseat to home run numbers, and Ks are so much more acceptable. I know that the knock on baseball at all levels was the length of the game and MLB ratings were down, which started uh, talks of making baseball more appealing to the masses. I wonder if a concerted effort to engage casual fans, thereby increasing ballpark attendance to TV viewers, uh, played a role in the shift. Chicks dig the long ball. Yeah, it's you know, like you were saying, it. and I, I think that's that's a bit of it as well. You know, people love home runs. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, from a pitching standpoint, you like guys who can strike out twelve right. in a game because right. it, it shows dominance. Yeah. It yeah. shows mm-hmm. excellence. Uh, uh, you just made a great point about who kids emulate and who they follow. Now, me and you, we 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 love the game. Yeah. We like I said, we I'll watch four kids. Pitch a ball in the yard and just I'll root for two of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, not you two. Yeah, you two suck. You I like these two. You ain't my kids. Yeah, you're not mine. <laughs> you know, I like the kids with the red hats. You suck. <laughs> you know, so that's why I'm not allowed in the neighborhood either. But <laughs> there comes crazy Mr. Lovejoy. Oh, Let's boy. go in the house. Uh, but think about who we just mentioned is idolized. Sosha, McGuire, Barry Bonds. Who was a? I love this guy and I loved his game, but you hardly ever hear his name brought up. Tony Gwynn. Yeah. Tony Gwynn hit for contact. He hit for average. He hit to move runners. Really wasn't concerned about the long ball. I very rarely hear anybody say, yeah, I patterned my game after Tony Gwynn. I'm, a, I'm hitting the contact, I'm moving runners. That's not what the game is, is it? What it's become. So, difference, big difference. You know, maybe it's different if Gwen was a Yankee. You know, you know that's I'm, tough I'm, to I'm, say. I mean, the, the Padres had a, they had a World Series year, and it was a horrible World Series they played yeah. in. You know, yeah, I mean, but, they were terrible. But you know, unless you're the Dodgers, yeah, you're, you're kind of a forgotten about West Coast you're right. team you're to right. a degree. So maybe that's a factor. But yeah, yeah I mean, Tony Gwen was excellent. If and, he plays in Boston, Chicago, New York. Is he a household name? And you have kids saying, I want to be like Tony Gwynn. Yeah. 
That's a good point, Tom. Very yeah. good point. Uh, Gene Redman, uh, a friend of mine back in Illinois, huge baseball fan, Astros fan, uh, a Texan as well. There you go. Uh, all I know is I hate it. I never thought I'd say this, but baseball is beginning to bore me. What mental midget started the K's are okay mantra? If you strike out, you do nothing. Put the ball in play and anything can happen, plus fans actually get to watch some action. Mm-hmm. I like home runs as much as the next guy, but even the best ratio means a player homers once every three to four games. Give me hits, stolen bases, hit and runs. Any day. I'm right there with him. I, I like the game that was in motion where you had to squeeze out runs. I mean, uh, used to, it's sort of like football. When I was a kid, a 10 to 3 game was, oh, wow, that's a good football game. How many people bash this year's Super Bowl because it was a low score? It wasn't 600 points by each team. Uh, it, it, baseball used to be that way. It was about stealing bases, moving the runners, a timely pitch. It's maybe that's it. Maybe it's like uh, the captain said, Michael Fox. Maybe that's the attempt to draw the numbers in. That's I think also a lack of quality pitching. There's not a lot of great arms out there, and when they are decent, you're not being Tom Seaver. You're not being Nolan Ryan. When's the last time you saw a guy pitch nine? Doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Doesn't happen very often. Now fifth, sixth. The pin's up. Win or lose. You know, three runs up, three runs down. The pin is up, man. It's just a different ball game. And, and I kind of have to agree with him. Uh, I remember the days when you'd watch a ball game, and it was fun for me, but I'm a baseball nerd. Guess what he's going to throw? You know, you look at the count, you look at the situation, he's going to come with the heat. Uh, he's going to try that backdoor slider. Now you're just like, oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what – because, like I said, they don't throw as many fastballs as they used to. Uh, and, and and the situations, the hitters are different. What they swing at, it's it's just a different game. I, I kind of think it's the analytics of baseball, that everything is trying to be judged by the numbers. Well, and I, and I was that's a great point. I was getting ready to talk about that because nowadays you have so – so many statistics mm-hmm. on each guy. You know what they do with their third at bat at the game. Right. You know what they do with the 1 0, 2 0, 3 0, 1 1, 1 2 count. You know how they hit certain pitches. You know how they hit where it's inside or outside. Right. And because of that, you got to keep them guessing. So back in the day, it's like, all right, 1 2, I'm giving you this. Good luck with it. Nowadays, maybe you don't give him that because right. he hits three fifty against yeah, it. Maybe exactly. you do something else, you know, and yeah. you're trying to mix it up because, you know, you have all that information, but guess who else has it? They do. They do. Yeah, they and so, do. Too. And so you got this, yeah. you know, big mental game, which I think that part of it's kind of exciting. Yeah. But but I think that's the reason why you see a lot more uh, breaking balls and things like that because we know this guy is a great at fastballs. You know, we don't see fastballs on the first pitch of a bats anymore. No. Very, I mean, we we still do, but but, it's not to, just, but to the degree, it used to be it was the Bible. Yeah. Uh, first, you're going to start off an inning by throwing him heat right down the middle. Not the case anymore. Uh, Jason Bush, uh, kind of piggybacking on what uh, Gene said. Uh, also, Michael, uh, just his opinion. But when did so many strikeouts become okay? We will never see hitters like Ted Williams or Joe DiMaggio ever again. Joey Votto, in his opinion, the only one close nowadays. I agree with that. Uh, and, and he says Tony Gwynn uh, was the last pure hitter the yeah. game has seen. Just his opinion, but he thinks fans just love seeing home runs, and to him, that's okay, too. But, yeah, I mean, like, Joey Votto, unfortunately, isn't going to glue you to the TV. No, no, that's not must-see TV. Well, when Joey Votto has a great eight-pitch at bat and walks, you know, which, from a team standpoint, is a phenomenal bat. From a viewership standpoint, it's news time. Kind of boring to yeah. the casual fan, you know, yeah. and unless you're looking at it like, man, how was he able to lay off that three two breaking ball that was it was low and he saw it right away. And, and me and, and you were dorky enough to do that. Yeah. But but yeah, casual the most aren't. They're like, I'm out of here. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. Um uh Ian Hastings, only way it changes, and, and this is the, the the more true outcome approach we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. I feel free to chime in if uh, you right haven't ahead. done so yet. Uh, only way it changes is with an automated strike zone. Even then, I don't know if it gets better 
or worse. And, and, and I, I still think if an automated strike zone happens, which I guess they are testing out in the Atlantic mm-hmm. League this year, I was yeah. actually looking for some information on that. I right. haven't found any yet. To any see, feedback yet. To see what's going on. Maybe halfway through the year we'll get some numbers and things like that. The interesting well, thing out of that, and we'll have to track that, is when they move that mound back at midseason. Uh, that one scares me from their pitcher standpoint. I, 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 but uh, I don't know if long-term that's a good idea. Maybe it is. Because I don't know, I'd have to think more about that one. one. But 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 to do it suddenly and, yeah. and to do it as drastic as like they're moving at two feet, I mean, I'm, <laughs> that's a big jump. That's a big jump, man. That, that completely changes the effectiveness of your pitches. Completely changes it. And we and we talk about Chris Sale, how part of his issue has been velocity. Mm-hmm. You know, ninety five mm-hmm. is now ninety one. And because of that, hitters are able to adjust more quickly. Well, if you add two more feet to the distance, all of a sudden your 93 is 91 or something like that. Yeah, Hitters got an advantage on you now that maybe they didn't have before. Um, And it gives them more time to pick up a breaking ball or a slider or something. Maybe they can lay off of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But so I don't know if it'll make it better. I think it would change some things uh, as well. Brian Moline, uh, buddy of mine back in Illinois, multiple factors here, of course. More players focused on launch, angle, and home runs. That goes back to my thoughts on who they emulated or you know who they were big fans of growing right. up. Defensive shifts take away more singles. Pitchers throwing harder than ever while uh, throwing more breaking balls like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. With so many factors, there's no... Simple solution. And and he says solution like it's a problem. So I guess this is my next question. Is it a problem? Is it a problem that baseball is played the way it is today? Do you you see it that way? Or do you see it as a non-factor? How do you view a more true outcome baseball game? I'm going to be honest about this. And and, and it's, it's the way I look at society as a whole. Uh, it, it 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 makes me kind of angry when I hear people say, "Look how those kids dress with their pants hanging off their butts." Listen, look at that music, and then I, all I have to do is go back to one of my family albums and start flicking through it—the '60s, the '70s, and I'm thinking, "Wow, that's how I used to dress." Uh, it's hard to point a finger at the kids today and say, y'all have no day, and I don't want to be that grumpy old man. Oh, our music was so much yeah. better back in the you know, day. The, the get off my lawn. The get off the lawn, yeah. and I'm eating grapes in the grocery store guy. I don't want to be that. Uh, the game's changing. Everything changes. Everything evolves. Each generation puts its stamp on things in society from music, from culture, from sports. Look at the NBA. Look at the NBA, and you will have, because of our age difference, which is about 10 years, uh, we have a difference of the NBA because you grew up in the Jordan era. Yeah. I grew up in the Dr. J, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson era, uh, and now kids in the LeBron era. It's it's a different game, and, and you can't compare the two. And and each there's something that excites each generation about that game. If kids are excited about today's game and how it's played, I can't fault them for that. I can't put the black eye. I wish it was my way, and, and we still stole had a hundred base stealers, and you know defense was a a big deal. It's not where the game is played. That's not the way kids are brought up. That's not how they approach the game. It's it's just different, it, and if you love it, you'll adapt. You'll adapt to it. And you'll grow to find things you love about that game. Uh, it, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the strikeout. It drives me crazy that you're gonna you're you know you're up. I've seen it so many times. A hitter's up three zero in a count. And instead of laying off this terrible pitch, he's green lighting it and crack pops it up. Lay it off, man. You gotta walk. You're on that's not how the game is played. And and we just have to adapt and understand that and find the things we love in the game and focus on that. All in all, though, I'd take a, a baseball game today more than I take, let's say, 
a root canal. (laughs) Well, I would hope so. (laughs) Uh, It it may not be my favorite game, but it's still better than getting a root canal. I'll take the game any day. Well, well, I think this is a factor, too. Uh, Which team leads the league offensively in strikeouts? Which team has struck out more than any other right now? Mm. Seattle Mariners. Wow. When they had the home run streak. Which team has scored the most runs in Major League Baseball this season? Seattle Mariners. Seattle Mariners. So, obviously, with the Mariners, at least, the over the, the high strikeout rate mm-hmm. doesn't seem to hurt their ability to score runs. No. And no. I think we're realizing that. Hey, you go up there, swing hard. Don't, yeah, you know, yeah, you go, go up there it. and swing hard, you strike out, that's okay. The next guy's going to come up, swing hard too, and then one out of three times, someone's going to hit it far. And, you it's know, not a bad average, you know? Not a bad average. You know, e- bad even average. one out of four times. Mm-hmm. If, if you all swing hard, then maybe three times you get someone to connect in the game, you know, that, that, that might be all you need. And, and, and I think that, that, that that's kind of some of the analytics of it. You know, hey, if you swing the bat like this, launch angle. You're going to yeah. greatly improve your chances. Right. The pitcher's throwing harder. Now you got higher exit velocities because they're supplying a good they're chunk of power. Chunk, yeah. You know, if, if you were to take a Jordan Hicks fastball and hit it square with a slight uppercut, that thing's going to go a mile without much effort on right. your end. You right. just you just got to put the bat on it. Yeah. You know, and, and and now that's all you hear about in today's hitter is bat speed and getting the barrel through the zone as fast as you can. Stand back and pushing that bat through, whipping it. And and that's how they hit now. Instead of, I'm going to fight this pitch off. You know, one thing I am encouraged to see, you know, the shift came in about five, six years ago, and people were about to lose their mind over, oh, now you're starting to see players hit away from the shift. You know, it, that's what baseball does. It evolves. And we just have to be able to evolve with it as fans. And so... If you didn't get a chance to chime in on that topic, would still love to hear for love you. To. Find us on uh, the Facebook page, Tom Talks Baseball Podcast, our Twitter page at Tom Talks BBP. Maybe I'm starting to show uh, some age a little bit on my end. Because, get off my uh, lawn. You know, maybe I'll start to figure out how Instagram works. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll get you on go. there a little bit. Get on I am, the gram. Yeah. Hey, James Allen, great question. Good to see yeah, you, brother. Uh, thanks to all you guys gotta who checked lunch. in today. Uh, we're going a little long here. I know we got to get out of here and get, back, get back to back work. To work. But uh, oh. we we always keep the, <laughs> the, the, the head is hanging down. Uh, <laughs> we will always keep the conversation going. A lot of great baseball going forward. Yeah. Uh, as for tomorrow, either a live top five or an interview. Don't know what we're doing yet with either one. And going forward, if I know we're going to have a five top five, we might try to give some more stuff yeah, away again. Stuff you know. Away. And uh, congratulations yeah. to Jared Copeland once he came, again. He who came in. Up. He came. He yeah. came and cleaned up. I mean, I saw him. The guy was like, it was like Christmas. Had an armful of stuff. Great job. Well, and I will say this too. I saw a big old box. In the building today, Uh-oh. and I got to confirm that is some new Ranger stuff. Uh-oh. And uh, I haven't actually seen it yet. I just saw the box, but we got some new Ranger stuff, and I think I'm going to be able to get my hands on just a little bit of it. So for you Ranger fans looking for some 2019 swag, yeah, there you go. Uh, for your uh, and the Rangers are playing well. Yeah, third place. Joey Gallo's hitting the ball. Hitting the ball. Yeah, and yeah. it's going a very long way as it usually mm-hmm. does when he hits it. Uh, like us on the social medias. Thank you guys once again. Thank you, David. Thank you, Tom. Had a great time. As Wish always. We can stay in here the rest of the day. Yeah, right. We, we, we got to go hey, back. Hey, some great news on another front. Coming May 1st, one of our heroes, our Hall of Famer, Lance Lonard, the Sports Drive live at 5 p.m. right here in the studio, Monday through Friday. Unless, like yesterday, you had a Ranger game interrupted. Going to two hours. Hey. Lance for two hours, all the sports topics you want to hear live right here in the KGNC studios. The Sports Drive, two hours, May 1st. I think Lance could go like four if we let him. <laughs> Lance could have, yeah, actually, we could just let him camp out here. Yeah. And he, he, you know, he'd keep going. Lance is just a great guy. He, really he is. Him. And we'll have to get him back on yeah, at some point yeah. and, and find out his thoughts on Hodgetown. He's been hanging out there yeah, quite a bit, yeah. too. And ask him what the hell's happening with your Rockies, dude. Yeah. Well, they're, they're playing better. They're but playing but better. we'll have to definitely talk about the Rockies yeah. and everything. Thanks again, everybody, for checking out the Tom Talks Baseball podcast. You can find it on SoundCloud. A lot easier to find. Find now on demand, KGNCnewsnow.com, the podcast section of 1009theeagle.com. I'm Tom Young. 
I'm David Lovejoy. Everybody have a wonderful week, and remember to watch baseball.